Good morning, and welcome to another episode of the Chalk Dinosaur Podcast. I'm John O'Halloran, your host, aka Chalk Dinosaur, and um, that song that was just playing is called Barracuda, and it's um, a song that I released under my, I have an, a different artist project called Pelican Watch, and it's all just those types of uh, chill, lo-fi, study beat type of things. Um, and uh, yeah, today I wanted to give a little recap on Summer Dance while it's still fresh, fresh in my memory. Um, that festival is always a really, really fun time. And it's extra unique for for a few reasons. And it's extra special for a few other reasons. It's a really unique festival because... Well, for one, it's in a state park, Nelson Ledges Quarry Park. It's it's a state park, so the camping is all in campgrounds, which is different than your typical festival where everybody's camping out in a field. This is, everyone has a campsite, they can make fires. It's like, um, you know, it's like a state park, or if you went camping somewhere, which is awesome. Um, it's also great because... There's, it's, it's in the woods, so you're, you know, the trees are huge there, you're shaded, you're a little bit covered from, from rain, um, and the shade is a huge deal because at a lot of festivals in the summertime, you know, you can't really sleep past, you know, once the sun comes up, it's very difficult to sleep, um, because normally you're out in a field and you don't have shade, so this is amazing because you have shade. And you also have a very nice body of water, the quarry. Um, it's like a pretty big lake. It's very rocky, and it's very clean. Um, the water's clear. The beach is sand. And it's like the beach is right by the stage. So you can be in the water uh, listening to the music, and you can hear it really well. Um, and that's what a lot of people do. They float around in their floaties or their, uh, paddle boards or kayaks or whatever. They're just playing around in the water, laying on the beach, listening to the, to the music. Or, you know, if you walk 50 feet to your right, you can be right in front of the stage. And, um, it's cool. There's, that's, that's the only stage. There's, there's one stage at this festival, which is great. I love that because, Every show is the main, you know, every show is the main attraction. Um, every show is the only show happening. So it gets everybody's, you know, that's, there's no choices to be made. Whoever's playing is, you know, if you want to see music, you're going to see that, you're going to see that band. And it's pretty cool because the, the lineup is so selective. Um, I think there were only maybe seven bands this year that were not in that were not either lotus or lotus side projects so i feel very uh, honored to be included in that lineup and to have to have been included for the last well since 2018 so we played 2018 19 20 this is our fourth year and that's really really cool because we're the only band that's been 
um, repeat have been going like consecutive years. Usually bands don't go multiple years in a row. And for some reason, um, Chalk Dinosaur has been on the bill for, this is the fourth year in a row. So that's amazing. And I'm very flattered by that. But anyway, yeah, I, I just love this festival because the festival grounds are, are beautiful. Um, there's, there's like a really great, uh, crowd density there it's um you know there's a lot of people but there's really it doesn't feel cramped which is i love that um and what else oh yeah the the stage it shuts down at 11 p.m which is early for it's early for a music festival i mean at workout our set didn't start till like 2 45 in the morning i think <laughs> we played till like 4 30 so um, it was, uh, it, it shuts down early, but then the coolest thing is that everybody sets up their own music stages in the, uh, in the campgrounds after the main stage shuts down. And it's really incredible what people do to their campsites and the amount of effort that people put in into making these really cool music areas for people to continue listening to music or play mu playing music after the you know the official music ends and i've never seen another festival like that where there's i mean if you take a walk around the campgrounds you know later um after the main stage is shut down there will be like you know, three or four campsites that are set up as, like, jam stages. And then there will be, like, several other ones that are set up as, like, DJ stages. And they all have their own, like, generators and PA speakers and, like, lighting. People will, like, get up in the trees and, like, rig up these big, these big lighting. Uh, they'll, like, light up their whole campsite and, like, put up lasers. And it's really, really crazy um, just how much effort... Uh, and attention people put into to doing these late night renegade stages as they call them but it's really cool um so yeah that's that's really these are all things that make this festival really unique and i love that it's only an hour and a half from my house that is amazing i just i mean it's just a luxury to be that close to home um, let's see, and it's a special fest too, well, one, because it's a Lotus Festival, Lotus Curated Festival, and Lotus has been a big, a big influence for me, and, you know, I've definitely taken a lot of, de definitely taken a lot of things from Lotus in terms of, um, just like musical ideas and stylistic choices and stuff i've definitely learned learned a lot of little tricks from them and seeing them play and and just absorbing their their music and you know the parts of it that really connect with me have definitely come out in my music over the years and in our music as a as the collaborative four piece um so and it, it's special because i've had a uh the group of friends that I uh, 
camp with at Summer Dance, they've been going for maybe 10, 10 plus years they've been going to Summer Dance, or, or maybe they've been going for a really long time. And so they're huge, uh, huge fans of Summer Dance and huge fans of Lotus. And they've got this festival down to a science in terms of like what they pack and how they set up the campsite. It's really amazing. I remember the first time I camped with them, I was just blown away at how refined they had gotten their, uh, their summer dance campsite. Um, just like so many amenities and like, um, you know, they've just have every supply you'd need and they've got all these cooking supplies and like a flat top and just like a million coolers and, uh, chairs and tiki torches and it's a very luxurious campsite. And, um, so it's always really fun to, to camp out with them. And it's also very cool just to be involved in that festival and get to go and participate. Um, and this year was extra cool because, um, I got to sit in with Lotus again. I got to do that last year on Friday and this year I got to do it on Saturday, which Saturday is a big day for summer camp. That's probably, you know, or summer dance. That might be the day that the most people are there because some people start to leave on Sunday. Some people are still trickling in, you know, uh, they miss Friday. Um, and so I got to sit in last year and so for that, they they got in touch with me about a month in advance, and they had a song in mind, and they asked me if I wanted to sit in, and they they shared the song with me, and I had about a month to prepare and to practice and to learn the song and be prepared for whatever kind of improv might follow that. And this year, uh, I didn't hear anything about a sit-in, so I assumed, you know, there would be no sit-in this year. And then uh, on the day of the, on the on Saturday, the day of their show, or wait, was it Friday that I? No, it was the day of our show. We played Saturday. Yeah. So on the day of on the day of a couple hours before, um, Luke came up to me when I was packing up my things, and he asked if I would be interested in sitting in, and I was really surprised by that request because I didn't. You know, the year before I had had advanced notice, so I really wasn't expecting it. And I think I just had like a adrenaline and like stress hormone uh, explosion at that moment uh, because I, I, <laughs> I generally like to be really prepared for things and this was just a very spur of the moment thing. I didn't know the song. Um, so I was like, I was like, uh... Wow, um, I was like in disbelief. I was like, really? Uh, no way. Um, and then I, I was like, well, let me think about it and, and I'll get back to you. Uh, and I really like, I didn't want to, I didn't want to do it at first just because I, I was, I was very shocked and like stressed out because I had, I didn't really know the song, had no time to prepare for this. But on the other hand, I would play guitar. He asked, he, he was like, I could play keys and you could play my guitar rig. And, uh, you know, last year I was playing keys for the sit-in and I'm, I'm pretty, 
limited on keys. I'm not very comfortable. I'm not very fluid on the keyboard. Um, pretty limited in what I can do. I'm much more fluid and capable on the guitar. At least that's, yeah, much more comfortable. So I felt good about that. But I was still like, yeah, you know, I don't know. I, I might just want to hang out and not, you know, not be stressed out about it. And then I, I talked to the, you know, Nick and John Henderson were there with me. I think Michael Berger. And they all talked me into it. They were like, you have to do it. <laughs> you don't have a choice. You can't say no to that. Um, I was like, uh, you know. Maybe you're right. And then I, I talked to uh, Michael Berger a little bit later on. I'm like, I'm really nervous about this. Um, like, I don't know if I want to do it. And he's like, I, I'm paraphrasing here, but he, he, he was like, the experiences that you're, you're scared to do and you're nervous to do and you still do them, um, those are experiences that make you grow. Something like that. Those are experiences that, that, yeah, that make you grow. And that was really cool. That was like, uh, I was like, you know what? You're right. This is, uh, I have to do this. I really should do this. Um, so I did it. And uh, I'd like to thank, thank Nick and John and Michael for talking me into, uh, talking me into doing the sit-in. And I'd like to thank... Luke for asking me to sit in, having the confidence that I wasn't going to mess it up. Apparently, Slow Cooking is a pretty, it's a pretty big song for Lotus. Uh, pretty, it's like a fan favorite and a staple. So, whenever I mentioned that I was going to be sitting in on that song, people were got excited about it. Um, so, that was like three songs into their set. So. When the show started, uh, like before the show started, Luke uh, showed me his guitar and his pedal board um, just so I could kind of, he just showed me a, a little bit of how it worked. And and then they gave me in-ear monitors. It was amazing. I've never gotten to use those. Um, they had like a guest set of in-ear monitors. So it was like a wireless headphones where... They're put in the mix. They they gave me a... They, like, cloned... Um, they just gave me the same mix that Luke had because I was playing from, like, Luke's position on the stage. And I had that, like, going directly into my ears, like, these earbuds, and I could hear everything. It was, it was so luxurious. I could just hear everything in perfect detail, clean, not distorted, um... It was unbelievable, and it really was crucial for for something like that, a sit-in where I'm, I don't really know the song, and it's a lot of improvisation. Like To be able to hear what's going on in perfect detail made it just really fun instead of, you know, stressful. Um, you know, I was very, very nervous waiting for my turn to go play. My hands were really sweaty, and so were my feet, and... But once I got up there and we started playing, it was just really fun. So that was cool. And 
kind of going back and forth with Tim Palmieri and the, who's the other guitar player was, I wasn't sure like how we were going to do that, but it just it happened naturally. And they're, they're all so good at jamming and they're so, you know, like perceptive and, and they're, everybody can hear each other. So they're so reactive, you know, anytime I would start playing rhythm stuff, he would go off and then anytime I would start playing lead stuff, you know, he would switch. It was, uh, they just made it really easy for me um, to, to fit in. So yeah, the in-ear monitors were amazing. And it's always just really cool. Always, I mean, like last year I got to see it and then this year again I got to see it just to to see what it's like, like within their machine, the Lotus machine, because it is a machine, you know, they've got so many, there's just like so much that goes into that in terms of like, like the in-ear monitors, them like just that alone, um, they were explaining to me after the show, like all, all that went into that. They have a separate guy, a separate mixing board, like a huge setup just for that. And it sounded amazing. Um, and then like, you know, the lights and they had like eight cameras set up and then so to just like be playing with all that stuff kind of that they've refined over, you know, 25 years or however long they've been together and then to be playing to their their full crowd at their festival is just really cool. Very flattering. I, I was I'm honestly surprised that they asked me again. Um, very flattering. Okay, anyway, that 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 I ended up going on longer about that than I had intended this early on in the podcast, but let's get back to uh, the chalk dinosaur aspect. We got to play on Saturday afternoon, three thirty, which was um, really cool because, um, yeah, like I was talking about earlier, the daytime sets those afternoon sets, you know, when it's sunny out and there's music going and people are just, it's like a beach day with a concert going on and it's really, really nice. So I was excited for that. I knew that there might not be that many people, there might not be as many people in front of the stage, but I knew that, you know, there's a lot of people out in the water, out on the beach listening. But it turned out there was like a, there was a pretty good crowd in front of the stage, but I know that, you know, a lot of the crowd is hanging out by the water at that time of day. And it was a, it was real hot that day, real hot and sunny. And the sun was beating down during our set. So I was, I was pretty amazed that, uh, you know, people were, were out in front of the stage, like right in the path of the sun, just getting fried. Um, so thank you all. If anyone who was out there was listening, is listening now, that was uh, that was cool. But yeah, that was a hot one. Um, we got a, we played for an hour. We played a couple new ones, um, ones that we've played before, but that we haven't recorded yet. Um, and it went it went pretty well. I think the set got better as it went on. 
started out a little shaky. Um, it definitely wasn't our best set, but some of the songs might have been the best versions of those songs that we've played. Uh, I'm going through the recording now, and so I'm uh, hopefully we'll have that ready to share in uh, you know a couple days. And John Henderson grabbed a video on his phone, which is awesome because my GoPro was not charged somehow. I, I forgot to charge it before we went. And um, so thank God John was able to take a video. I set up my computer to capture multi-track recording so we'd have a good quality recording of the show. So now, uh, you know, after I do this podcast, I'm going to mix that. And then you'll all be able to to hear it. Sometimes I just like to. I, sometimes I don't like to. <laughs> I don't like to hear it in so much detail again, because um, the way I remember it in my head sometimes is is better than the way it sounds whenever I hear it in like a multi-track recording when everything's like close mic'd. There's no room sound. It's just all just hyper-focused, up-close, dry-sounding recording just, like, exposes every mistake, every everything. Um, whereas, I think, in a live setting, you've got a, a bit of a buffer in terms of, like, the detail that is coming through and also the fact that people are, you know, they're not paying 100% attention the whole time. They're, you know, they're talking to their friends, they're grabbing something out of their backpack. I don't know. There's just a lot of, <clears throat> it's a little more passive. So whenever I listen to these recordings afterwards and I'm hyper-focused on the recordings, I'm always like, it's always, it's a little hard to listen to sometimes, especially when there are mistakes. But you know what? This, this recording, I'm really happy with the way my voice sounded, which is like, I've been working on it specifically for, I mean, all summer I've been trying to like get comfortable with the songs that we're playing, with the singing. Um, so I've been working on that all summer. And I feel like this show, this was one of the first show. this might have been the first show where I heard my voice on the recording and it didn't like make me cringe. Um, I think on the Thunderbird show, the last show, a lot of the vocals in that concert made me cringe. Some of them sounded good, but there were definitely some that I was like, eee, like I don't want, <laughs> I wanted like, I don't want people to hear this, but <laughs> gonna, you know, put it out there anyway. And actually, yeah. So this one, I felt, I felt good about the way they sounded which was really nice and it felt like very gratifying because I'd been I'd been singing a lot. I put a lot of reps in with the songs to in an effort to be okay with the way my voice sounded um live. You know, I can be I I I'm able to do it when I'm making a recording and get it to sound the way I want. But that's so different than trying to do it live. So I'm just really happy that that turned out good. I feel like I'm also very happy with 
my execution like individually of like all the solos that I did and the songs in general I feel like I I played one of my better shows personally in terms of like my personal parts and I think that's definitely that's definitely because I practiced a lot for this show for the summer dance show I was I was you know, probably two weeks out, I was playing through the set. And then one week out, I was playing the set two times a day. And I think it paid off. Like, by the time the show came, I was I was able to play everything, you know, probably better than I in the last, you know, any other show this summer. And, like, some of the parts, like in Agua de Papa, some of the lead guitar parts... I recorded those at like the tip of my skill level. So if I'm rusty at all, um, I like can't play those parts cleanly at least. Like they, when I hear them on the recording, I'm like, ugh, like they're sloppy sounding. So I always like, if I want to play those parts cleanly, I have to like train for speed. Um, at least, you know, work my way up to the speed that I need to play them at, you know, over the course of like a week or two. Um, and I, I made it for this, for this show. And I felt like I was able to play everything cleanly, um, which was really nice. And, um, yeah, it was just a really great weekend. We got there on Friday, Friday afternoon, and, you know, I was going to take it easy. I was like, ah, maybe I won't even, like, drink alcohol or anything. Um, so I'm fresh for tomorrow. And, you know, I did a decent job of that. But it was still, it was still, like, it's just hard to resist, like, when you see all your friends and there's you're at a music festival and the weather's really good. Um, so I went a little harder than I had planned on Friday. Did some late night jamming. And I got like a decent night's sleep. Not great. Really not great, actually. <laughs> Maybe like five hours, four hours. But we were playing a show early, so it was okay. Like, I didn't didn't need to be, you know, awake for that long before we played. Um, and so, you know, I was like a little bit hungover. But, you know, I our campsite was right next to the, the lake. So we kind of had our own little private lake access. And... So I I jumped in there um the day of our show and it's it's pretty chilly and it just like is very refreshing um and you know kind of like washed off in there washed the hangover off kind of woke myself up a little bit and you know was feeling good for the show um but boy leading up to the show there's just a lot of a lot of running around for me um, you know, we, we were able to get set up at the stage quite early, about two hours before our set, because 
right before us was Luke the Knife, Luke Miller. That's Luke Miller of Lotus. That's his side project, his like DJ name, Luke the Knife. So he was playing a set before us. And so since he was just DJing, um, they said we could set up our band stuff, you know, around his DJ setup. And then uh, we, we, we got a little sound check in before his set. So then whenever he was done, um, they just took his stuff off the stage and our stuff was already set up and sound checked. We were pretty cramped. At least I was pretty cramped. I was kind of tucked away in the back. Um, so I don't know. We were scrambling around. or I, At least I was scrambling around to get situated on stage and find a spot, like figure out how we we're going to get set up in the limited space we had. And then after that, I wanted to make sure I got the recording set up. So I had the computer, brought it out to the soundboard and hooked it up and set up the project to record. And then, um, you know, I had to, had to like keep reminding myself to start the recording uh, as soon as Luke the Knife was done. So I don't forget because it's an easy thing to forget. So I was thinking about that when he was done. I started the recording and then I started to you know, get set up. Oh, and then I had to get the tripods for the cameras, get the, try and get the camera set up. I don't know. And then afterwards, just like tearing down and putting stuff away. There's just, there's a pretty long time where, um, I'm like scurrying around, uh, or at least like, (laughs) that's the way I feel like I'm like scurrying and like, uh, hurrying. So it's a little while before I can like really relax after a show. But whenever once I can, then it feels great. But then that's when I got asked <laughs> to sit in. I'm like was uh pretty nervous about that. Um but then okay, after the sit in, then I could really relax. <laughs> and uh we had some really good late night jams. Because our friends in Shaq Nicholson and uh, David from the Stone Throwers, they set up a jam, a jam stage. And um, it was really cool. This was like the spot to be. Uh, on the first night, you know, we were jamming with Steve Leip, Neck, um, Brian, like the Shaq Nicholson guys. and um, And then... The peop- the uh, the band La Special, who was performed on Friday, they stopped by and they started jamming with us, which was really cool. I wasn't expecting to see them. And then also Tim Palmieri, the guitar player of Lotus, showed up and he started jamming. And um, so that was really cool. And then the next night, this band Blend Mode, they like brought a whole bunch more gear and like augmented the jam setup and uh just like made it like extra deluxe like better sound amazing keyboard setup and they so they played they played a set and then they had like a jam session so i jammed with with them i got to know them a bit not really but like musically uh, I, I jammed with the keyboard player um which was really fun. I want to connect with that guy because I really vibed with that that guy on the keys. And I, I had a conversation with him earlier, but I didn't know 
anything else about him other than he he was in a band called Blend Mode. So then I found out that Blend Mode was the ones that were playing at the jam site. And then we were jamming with them. Nick was playing drums. We had, uh, there was a guitar player from the Moat Rats. There was the percussion player from Blend Mode. There was a um, guitar player from, guitar player from Blend Mode, Steve Light. There was a, this was on Saturday night. And I saw, and I saw, the, there was like a whole bunch of people there that night. Saw the Miller Brothers from Lotus were there. Um, it just seemed like, I don't know, it was really cool. It's also cool to see them kind of like mingling in the festival and like, uh, you know, not just chilling at their campsite. They're like, you know, doing the late night jam thing. That was, that was really cool. They're uh, immersed in the part of this festival that really makes it not the only thing, but one of the things that makes it really different and, and cool. So, it was a really good weekend. It was a really, really exhausting weekend. Um, yeah, very exhausting. Sunday night, I stayed up all night. I was hanging out with, I was talking to my friend Phil. Until the sun came up. People started waking up to pack up to leave, and I was going to sleep. <laughs> and then I slept till like 1 or 2. I ended up going to bed at like 7. Which is amazing because I I thought I would be you know completely dead by that point, just dead tired. Um, but yeah, made it home. Got my studio set up again. Got got everything set up down here and all cleaned up. Um, got all my camping stuff put away. It it rained real hard on Sunday. All day it was raining, and then I still went to some of the shows. Um, you know, I had an umbrella and a poncho. I was ready for the rain because I, I saw it in the forecast. And fortunately, it held off a lot longer than I thought it would. I thought it was supposed to rain on like Saturday night. But we got two really nice nights and days. And then Sunday rained real hard during the day. Eh, not real hard, but it just rained constantly all day. But I went out there decided, I don't know, we were kind of hunkered down in our campsite, hanging out under our canopies, or under, yeah, we had like three canopies together, so there was a decent amount of room, but I kind of got a little bit, um, I just wanted to go walk around, and because there was still music going on at the stage, so I, I was feeling a little cramped, so I went to the stage. I also wanted to see Blend Mode, because we had jammed with them the night before, and I really liked their sound, they seemed really good. So they seemed uh, like a solid band. So I went to go see them. It was raining. I had my poncho and umbrella. Somehow I like was, I felt like I was still getting wet. And then I saw some people that were just like, had accepted the rain and like weren't wearing any rain protection. They were just like, so yeah, I ended up just going just, just in my shorts, took off the rain stuff, put it in my backpack. And just uh, became one with the rain. And um, it was fun. It was good. It was a little chilly. So I had to dance around a lot. And then I stayed, you know, 
then I stayed warm. So uh, it ended up being fun. I'm really glad I went. And let's see, yeah, it was raining for the Lotus set. But, you know, at the stage, at the main stage, there's this giant covered pavilion that you can go under. And, you know, I watched the show from, watched some of the show from there. Then I went backstage to go talk to, see if I could, you know, talk to any people, just mingle with other artists. And there was like a covered tent backstage. So I was hanging out there, had a really long and good discussion with Disco, a band called Disco, Um, really connected with their main guy. uh, And yeah, I talked to that guy for a couple of hours. It felt like, I don't know how long I was talking to him, but um, yeah, that was great. And then it stopped raining and it was a beautiful night for the rest of the night. It was, it was great. But yeah, everything was real muddy when we got back home. So I had to kind of wash our, wash our stuff off. But it's all dried, it's packed away. Everything's reset. And yeah, so I'm going to mix that set now and... Get back to um, get back to the I don't know. Just start hammering away at whatever I have to hammer away at here. I, I'm gonna release a new Chalk Dinosaur single. I, maybe I'll do that today. Um, and yeah, I want to keep making the Pelican Watch stuff. I've I've released two EPs so far. Working on the third. Um, there's some stuff I I could be doing for TV right now. There's a show going on that needs music, and I, I have it, just haven't had any time to write for it. But maybe I will now that I'm back. We don't have any shows for a couple weeks till October 15th, I think. So we've got a good chunk of time to kind of just hunker down and, you know... Get a good routine going on here at home, um, which I'm looking forward to. It's been a pretty, it's turned into a pretty busy summer. Um, and, but it, it's been good. It's been really good. And, um, you know, I think we made made some good progress. So, um, hmm, anything else about summer dance? I don't. Not that I can think of. This year was just, this year was way less crowded than last year, which is great. It was just, uh, last year was a little too crowded. It was still really fun, but it was a little cramped. This year was was great. Um, I think that's, that's really, oh yeah, I did a, I'm excited for, I made a remix for Luke Miller and... He's going to release that this fall. I'm excited about that. I really liked the way that turned out. And um, I don't know. I don't, I don't have any other news right now that I can think of. I just wanted to recap the Summer Dance show. Um, so, yeah, that's it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave now and get started mixing the set. But hope you have a good uh, 
good afternoon or day or night and whenever you're listening to whenever you're listening to this and uh yeah stay tuned for more episodes of the chalk dinosaur podcast <laughs>